Get up. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast is presented by Mossy Oak Camouflage because everything is better in bottomland. And Lucky Duck Premium Decoys, Masters of Deception. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Kind of working on a little bit of a cold over here. Yeah, I hear that. It sounds like sound- got a frog in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded pretty bad on my end. Now I'm listening to it through the thing. I, Man. I'm going to have a small speaking part in this yeah. episode. <laughs> we got a we got a special guest with us today. We got Ricky Hart from uh, Lucky Duck Premium Decoys. How you doing, brother? I'm great. I'm great. This weather is amazing, though. Nice, nice little cool down here. It's not 175 degrees in <laughs> part of the world. No, no. Here in Michigan, we just came off of uh, extreme humidity, and we had some bad storms roll through last night. And now we're uh, we're sitting uh, in the mid sixties, and we got some wind, and it, it actually kind of feels like fall. Extreme humidity, like twenty like, percent or something, something like that. No, like extreme humidity, like ninety five percent was what the humidity's <laughs> been all weekend. Yeah, where you're where you can't wear sunglasses because they just fog right up. Oh man, it sounds like yeah. such a brutal life up there. Sounds like <laughs> the end of June at 60 degrees, and we're supposed to feel sorry for you. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. It's been uh, it's been a it's been a you know somewhat uneventful spring, but uh, just been spending some time with the family and um, staying in close contact with some of our our dealers, getting ready for some of the the, the retail shows that they're putting on this fall. So that's yeah, be been nice some to... exciting things, especially with COVID, you know, mm-hmm. and they killed a lot of that. So there's a lot of things happening. People are looking forward to getting out. So mm-hmm. we're, uh, we've been working some, some show, show schedules. So it's been a little bit, a little bit of a different field this spring yeah. and then just uh, working on the production schedule and things like that. So just uh, staying busy, but uh, trying to golf a little bit too. What about, what about near-death experience? You, you, uh, the rest of the world struggled with a worldwide health pandemic, and you tried to like Superman off off top of a ladder. Yeah, yeah, Full I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, when you think you need a taller ladder, I, I definitely recommend that just step down, evaluate the situation, say I probably should go grab that taller ladder. But yeah, falling from about ten foot up and and uh landing on a on a sink and breaking five ribs and puncturing lung is not something i recommend yeah. just just on the on mm. thick having a short ladder so mm. so that top part is not a step that's it <sighs> the, the, the top no it is not and then you would <laughs> understand why at most job sites they cut out the two the, the two steps before the top because <laughs> the idiots like me get right on top of that <laughs> yeah, i hear you yeah. Oh, too much. Man. I watched too much WWF when I was a kid and realized that you know you can come off from the top there, but sometimes you just don't land right. Man, they make it look easy. How did your <laughs> yes, how did, they do? How did your wife handle that? Did she get sick of you as a patient real quick? I mean, I was thankful that she was home. Um, <laughs> she was getting ready to leave, and I, I wanted to go check this roof vent, and um, and all of a sudden she heard me tumble down, and the oh. the, the most I could utter out of my my oh. mouth was help. And so she had called, and unfortunately, my my youngest daughter McKinley 
Um, she was, she's home, uh, and she just, she's just about, or she just turned two in May. Um, and so she comes around the corner and she sees her dad laying there. And I think that that was probably Bless her um, heart. the worst thing, the worst thing for me that was going through my mind was to just kind of keep it all together for her because uh-huh. she was freaking out. So she actually has PTSD really bad. Anytime I get up on a ladder, she instantly starts crying. Oh man. Dang. So it's yeah. Well, so I, I wasn't. I didn't mean it quite that serious. I meant I, I've just assumed that you were laying around the house moaning and asking for oh. snacks and stuff. You know. Yeah. Oh man, I, I tell you what, I, I had the treatment. I came home to a brand new recliner. Um, it was you know after the four the, I think oh, it was the four or five man. days I was in the hospital, brand new recliner, all kinds of pillows. People had brought food over. I mean, I was. Your family really likes flat. you. They do. At least that week they did. Yeah. Now, you know, but yeah, it was, it was nice. They took care of me. I, oh, I, I have good family and friends. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, uh, give us a good update on what things with lucky duck. I know this is kind of the time of year when y'all start rolling out new products and yeah. y'all have, y'all been awesome to take care of us in so many different ways. I mean, for one primary way is heck you guys are sponsoring the podcast and that's, incredible for us and uh we should probably have you on here more often but uh here's your time to shine tell us something yeah no we we (laughs) definitely love supporting you guys and you guys running uh running our stuff i mean it's a a partnership for sure and uh you know for me and and for us you know partnership is is uh definitely two two parties coming together to to mutually benefit each other so i think that there's a lot to be said about right um the things that you do for us so again thank you and and we appreciate you guys so uh you know it's been it's been a little bit of a whirlwind i mean last year was just uh i think that most outdoor companies unless you had your your head in a hole um was an unprecedented year i mean people just kind of got back to doing some of the traditional things and spending Mm -hmm. time with each other whether it's boating or fishing and hunting and anything outdoors related hiking biking i mean hell you couldn't get a bike mm-hmm. um there last year for so many months so you know it's 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 been it was crazy last year i mean there was times that uh we were you know we, we scaled our inventory um to have more carryover so that we could kind of ease up on our factory a little bit uh deliver to our customers in a more timely manner um and kind of just go in this gradual flow so we were kind of setting the stage and starting to work in advance and, and hold a lot more in the warehouse. Well, uh, little did we know it was just going to be off the Richter scales. And I think Turkey was a little bit of a sign, but Turkey, as you know, Spencer's always just kind of this up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can have a great year and then the, and then one year you can, you know, uh, not have, not be so great. So, you know, it, it was interesting, but you know, here in Michigan where I live, we, we actually sold out of all the leftover tags two weeks from the, the date that it, that it opened up that you could get any leftover tags. So that was the first time that I had ever seen anything like that. And that was kind of, to me, the turning point, like something big is going to happen this mm-hmm. year. If this thing keeps up through the 4th of July, and then mm-hmm. it, just, it just kept going. Um, so, uh, you know, it, we were, we're very fortunate. We actually sold through, you know, all of our inventory that we intended to carry over, put you in kind of a little bit of a, interesting position for 21, you know, but we're sitting, we're sitting pretty good and uh, we are able to introduce new products. We've got, you know, Brett Ayers as a product manager has been with us for a few few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really put his head to the ground and um, listened to our customer base. And, you know, um, he's a good hunter himself and just kind of looked out there and said, you know, what, what can we do different that, that others aren't doing? And mm-hmm. I think we, we come up with some new products and hope to talk to that 
to some of those products stay with you guys. Yeah. So the the one y'all just released um, looks great. The some of the kennel accessories. You want to dive mm-hmm. in on that one first? Yeah, absolutely. So the kennel's been doing really, really, really well. Actually, um, we're we're actually right now in back order until about August. It's just demand, especially wow. for some of our some of our larger retailers right now are. Um, we're just really cruising through on some of the sales and the sell through of it. Um, I wouldn't say it's a better than expected thing, but it's definitely um, uh, the sales progression is is a lot is a lot quicker than w- what we had expected. Mm-hmm. But those are good things, and that's a good growing pain to have. Um, so we just want to branch off and be able to um, provide the customer with what they need. That's that you know whether it's just for the sporting dog and or the pet. You know this thing's five star crash test rated and uh, it's built like a tank, but it's you know very lightweight that um, you know your spouse can lift it. So it's mm-hmm. uh, things we want to build off of that. And, and uh, in your case, that's great important. Uh, with broken mm-hmm. ribs, I'm sure Carrie had to uh, <laughs> move the kennel around a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, with with Ryder being around the house, and she she moved some things around to make me more comfortable. And one of the things was the kennel. So, um, you know, and, and as we think about moving around and doing things more in the summer, um, here shortly we should have had them already. But as everybody knows, there's some interesting things going on with shipping and mm-hmm. getting getting product here. And um, but we're working diligently. Uh, but we have the lucky kennel fan um, that we just actually introduced uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's a two speed fan system runs on a lithium ion battery uh, boasts you know, about eight to 10 hours of runtime and it's got a um, charging port on the outside of it. Uh, and believe it or not, we made it so that not only just for the lucky kennel, but really any wireframe door mm-hmm. kennel, mm-hmm. It'll, it'll, it'll work on uh, for us. The- it goes on the, the U bracket, the bar, mm-hmm. yeah, the U bracket. I'm hoping that a lot seen Brett explain that in some of our Instagram stories mm-hmm. um, and things like that. As we do talk about that stuff when we mm-hmm. launch new products, but yes, it's a it's a great fan system. It definitely keeps that kennel cool. And then uh, we had a, a previous um, kennel pad, and then with the fan, we introduced the new comfort pad, um, and it's more of a ballistic nylon um, with a water uh, waterproof. Uh, material on the inside so you know dogs you know, always getting out of the blind and going right in there all wet and nasty right. and whatnot so you don't want any anything that's going to create any mold or anything like that and that ballistic you know from the digging perspective we think about the chewers too the best that we can i mean dogs will chew through anything if they mm-hmm. can um but uh you know so we came out with that new comfort pad and it's better than i think than our old uh, existing one um and we're kind of moving in that progression so good deal uh, great the- great accessories the fan, uh, when you recharge it, do you take it off the door or do you, um, how do you, how do you go about recharging it? What's the process there? I mean, yeah, you can absolutely take it off the door if you'd like to, but, uh, the, the, the charging port is right on the outside. Okay. Uh, and the reason why we do that, believe it or not, is, I mean, a lot of these newer trucks, um, they actually have 110 access in the bed of the truck. Yeah. I didn't even um, think about that. But we're also thinking about those guys that like to take them old GMCs and them Chevys and have the check engine lights on and run run them to you know Canada. You like don't know me. what I'm talking about, like me. Spencer. Yeah, exactly. You like mean, you. You're talking about guys that are like thirteen thousand miles past uh, their oil change yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, those and the guys that are actually afraid to change their oil or any type of fluid because the shavings in there is holding everything together. Yeah, that's yep. that guy. Um, <laughs> Just add but, to it. Uh, just add to it. Yeah. Just. So, uh, no, we're, we're actually going to, at, at some point, eventually end, end up like adding like a, um, 
trailer plug adapter. So you could, you know, plug it in your, it's a great uh, idea. Accessories. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, do things like that, but yeah, you don't have to, or you could buy an extra battery. We'll have, uh, um, additional batteries for sale. So you can buy that. You can always have one charge or have one, um, charging the, your, in your truck or we'll, we'll have a, uh, so the batteries uh, removable too. sort of like the, um, the decoys or the spinners. Not not as accessible, not easily as accessible, okay. um, just because, you know, you want to keep that secure, right. whether bumps or whatever. So, I mean, just a small screwdriver or whatever, you can get it out. I but got yeah, you. It, okay, I got Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, but easily accessible, um, per se. No no different than most kids' toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty slick, though. I mean, the, the um, heat, especially during the summertime, is a big deal. And even if you have them on the inside of your, like a Tahoe or something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much airflow. I mean, there's enough, but um, having having the fan blowing on them is pretty slick and big deal. Well, especially with everybody doing hunt tests and everything in the summer, mm-hmm. it's good to have yep. that for those guys. Yeah, it absolutely is. It makes you think about your dog. I mean, we've done so much as far as in just um, having colors, different colors done in the kennel and just actually setting them out in a 95 to 100-degree day and understanding what, what's the, the internal temperature of the kennel. Does color change that? what you put in the kennel, you know, different style pads, different material, you know. So we, we really try to sit back and do more testing than, than what's seen mm-hmm. to the consumer because we're thinking about what's best for them at all times. So, when, you know, when you develop the fan and you develop the, just the kennel in general, venting and everything for these dogs is, is so important. But it's also important as, as owners that, you know, you be smart about things, yeah. right? You know, you know well, and, and, and dogs from watered and. Right. From a veterinary perspective, you know, one of the things people forget about dogs is they don't sweat. So they don't have the right. ability to control their um, external body temperature the same way a human does. You know, we sweat right. until we stop. If you stop sweating, it's a bad deal, right? You're, bad you're, deal. Right. You're dehydrated. Yep. But but dogs don't often show signs of overheating until it's too late. And mm-hmm. so the, the, the idea is yep. you need to keep them regulated uh, and cooled off, you know, before you can't look for the signs, right? I mean, you just got to keep them cool. Yeah, so I, I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm well, definitely good. with you on that. Good. I'm glad to know that the kennel's doing well. We love ours for sure, and uh, it's it's been fun to watch you guys grow in that way. Um, especially since it's, I, I love. There's a lot of things I like about it, but I love the one product in the category first, you know, like one size, one product and do it really well as opposed to 15 different, you know, dog kennel skews all at the same time. And, uh, y'all, y'all have done really good with that. Yeah. And I mean, to branch off that, like you say, you know, it's, it's important to focus on that. We obviously introduced the large kennel at the, mm-hmm. the beginning of this year. And now we're the only five-star crash test rated large kennel on the market. Um, for, and I should say not, shouldn't say speak specifically to large for a 110 pound dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, so that's, you know, we're not yeah, just targeting, nice. we're not just targeting the sporting dog, even though that's our primary market. You know, we, we talked to some of these canine tactical folks and, uh, we've just branched out to just general pet owners and things like that. So we want to make sure that, um, people understand, you know, uh, that crate is the safest place for your dog when you're traveling, not mm-hmm. in the back seat of your car, not in the front seat. We all like our dog right there hanging out with us, but something happens and you get in a car accident, the best place for them to be is in that crate. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No so. doubt. 
What else do you guys have coming? I know that there's uh you gotta be thinking about your goose hunters and uh Yeah. We're not because we're duck hunters, but I know y'all are. Oh, <laughs> uh, we know that you'll be sniffing around somewhere down there for the goose season. You can't fool us, but you know, you know that you're you're right. If I were to be biased and say what's my favorite thing this year and out of all the things that we're coming out with, you know, it's it is things based around the goose hunter, uh, one of the things that we're coming out with and kind of throwing it back a little bit um, is we're coming out with a goose chair. We redid our gear down blind, um, changed it up a little bit, put a different backing on it, um, and, and made that a little bit more durable, made the blanket to where you can switch it to either side. But most importantly, we're, we're coming out with just a goose chair that is built off of the gear down blind that uh, is going to be the gear down blind uh, 3.0. But the goose chair, you know, it's just that big goose magnum shell that's a flip with the, uh, it's going to have it has slots cut in it. So just flip that sucker back. I think the, the bigger issue is, is that some of these folks out there are having issues with layout blinds, you know, especially in the, where we're from, uh, Michigan, Indiana, you know, area like that. We're, we're, we're hunting a lot of pressure geese, but people want to get back into the decoys and, and, they like, you know, being in the decoys and decoying birds and having them right there at five yards. And um, it's tough now. It's getting tougher to uh, escape back to the fence rows. You know, we've been mm-hmm. doing that for a while with the two-by-fours. Uh, but essentially, you know, now birds are getting leery of, of the, the fence rows and the tree line. So it's, you know, I, I never say that, you know, while everybody comes out with great products, nothing's like, truly been so innovating except for since, like, the, the spinning wing decoy came out, right? Like you knew that that, that really changed the game for, for decoying birds. But I feel like we just go in this circle and we just kind of evolve and we make products better, mm-hmm. um, which is a good, which is a good thing. But, you know, coming back out with the goose chair, I think is going to allow these, these guys to get back and these hunters to get back into the decoys mm-hmm. um, and, and enjoy hunting because layout blinds, you know, they kind of create these different shadows yep. and things and you can get away with it in some parts of the world, some other places you can't, but, you it's know, so interesting um, how things evolve, and uh, I mean, you know, it was the goose chair was the thing before the layout blind, right? I mean, it was yes, like that yep. was what everybody did was put a big goose decoy on top of their head, and and then it was the layout blind, and now it's the A frame or you know style blinds, and now it's kind of back yep. to like once people start using A frames, they kind of never use their layouts again, and and now you're right there's like i see people using the ghillie blankets and with your with the gear down kind of you know layout chair style backboards um and trying to get up in the spread it's it's interesting to kind of see how over time things change and evolve and morph and i mean here we are back to decoys over the top of our head <laughs> yeah no you're, you're right i mean and you even think about it just in, to your point with like decoys in general i mean like the silhouette craze right yeah I mean, people were hunting over their own cutouts and, you know, years and years ago, back in the eighties and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that's that evolution thing that I, that I refer to and what you refer to. So it's just interesting now as to what we're doing, the techniques and, you know, and something else will come along and some, you know, that's the great thing about being a hunter and um, seeing so many companies try to do different things and um, we're trying to improve current things. So does the, so for a couple of duck hunters, we don't know a whole lot about the, about, the goose chair thing other than just, I know that's what everybody did back in the day. And, um, Mm -hmm. so, so does, does the, the decoy clip onto the top of the headrest? How does that work? 
also, you believe it or not, you can still actually backpack it in. So it still has the straps on the gear down blind, the backpack straps that we've always had when we've had that blind. Um, and then the, the head rotates. So, um, it just, you know, clips into the top of the decoy, but the way that the, 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 the decoy itself is mounted on the chair, there's actually a bar that comes up off the back mm-hmm. and it's just basically, uh, like almost, I don't want to say pinned in or lock, it's just on this bar and it just rotates a hole on the, on the bar and it just rotates back and forth. It's actually a very, very simple concept. It's awesome. Um, so, so, yeah. so are you like in a dry field setting? If you're hunting mm-hmm. big honkers, are you, yep. are, are you hunting like this and then cr- putting um, brush and stuff on the outside of the gear down the blanket part, I guess? Uh, no, because the, 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 the goose chair is actually going to come all the way down to your butt to your knees. Oh, I got you. It's that big. It's that big. I mean, it's the size of a damn car. Hood, <laughs> That's you know incredible. I mean? God, it's the biggest dead yeah. gum goose I've ever seen. So it's yeah, the- and this goes to like like you talking about how your duck hunters. I mean, when I was back in the '80s and I was out sitting with my dad and watching them duck and goose hunt, I mean, they had these these carry light magnum sh- yep. like just these massive super magnum shells that weighed as much as I was when I was five years old. You know, and yeah. here they are hunting over a dozen of these things, and you can see these things. I'm sure from outer space. <laughs> so it's the same concept with, with, with these, you know, and it's, uh, um, yeah, geese don't, don't mind it at all. Or, awesome. you know, didn't, didn't have any issues with it. Our friends over in Canada, D and D waterfowl, they, they, uh, they used them all year long and absolutely just loved them. Hmm. That's so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. I think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what about the, I know that, um, speaking of goose hunting and stuff, Y'all have added an accessory to the two by four blind. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's all about concealment, right? I, I think that that's a number one thing, or I should say number two thing outside of location, but number two thing we should always think about as hunters is concealment. Um, and the big thing about the, the two by four is it's a great blind. Um, but a lot of folks like that, you know, whether you're in a duck blind and you got the, you know, the high low or, or whatever you may have, or guys hung out of pits. They always like that overhead cover. They just don't want to be seen by the birds and in, in, to the best of ability. So we came up with a flip top. Uh, and the flip top is a great accessory. Now um, they're sold, it's sold in, a, in basically a pair set because uh, uh, it's two five-foot sections. Mm-hmm. So it covers each half of the blind, essentially. Okay. Um, so again, with that two-by-four, it's a two-man blind or a four-man blind. So if you just want to have one flip top, and it's maybe just you and your uh, dad, you know, daughter, whoever are out hunting together. Um, you can just have that one section, but it's just, it's a simple, simple system, no drill system, very, very little assembly. Um, Brett came up with some great ideas and, and I remember him and I going over here in Michigan, you just clamp uh, the mounting brackets to the, to the top bar. Um, and then you pin in the, the actual flip top itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the pin slides in just like in most layout blinds, it's that same pin system. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, we, we left enough height off of the back of it. So it's not like other flip tops per se that, that come off the center of the back of the blind, if you will. And then it really doesn't actually cover your head as much as more of just a high back. Mm-hmm. This will actually cover your entire head and then just leaves you a viewing port out the front. But then we left enough of the back cut out that when you grasp the blind, it's not going to tear the tips of the grass yep. off when it flips back. Yep. Does that make yep. sense? Mm-hmm. And then there's then there's stubble straps and everything in the top, so you just hopefully just look like a big bullet 
you know, grass or whatever that you're using, a bush or whatever that you put in there, um, that's, that's the hope of that. And then you're not fighting um, the grass that's either in front of you and or behind you um, right. to, to make the top mobile. Yeah, that's pretty slick. I like how you can add it on because nobody's going to want to have to rebuy a new two by four if they <laughs> just for the overhead top. So that's pretty slick. Um, yep. Yep. Perfect. Well, um, anything else, I guess what, what else is, uh, new for you guys? I mean, we've just really expanded our line. We, uh, we came out with a, a lucky HD floater. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. people want a floating, uh, spinning wing decoy. The number one complaint is, is they always tip over. Or they don't do well enough water. Uh, we or always get water. diver hunters asking us, yep. when are you guys coming out with something, you know, diver related for the water so I can use in deep water. So, um, we actually just, um, came out with that HD floater and it's, um, just kind of our flasher system built into the backside of a, of a Magnum duck decoy. Okay. Um, and it rides in rough water really, really well, rides good in, in fast currents, uh, high winds, those types of things. So it won't roll over or anything. So you're not left yeah. with, you know, a, a soaked decoy or trying to figure out some, you know, 30 foot pole system or whatever it may be, <laughs> uh, just throw an anchor on it and, and, and away you go. And it's going to be, a uh, HD remote capable. Um, speaking of that remote too, to kind of just branch off of that, uh, we're coming out with a new remote kit this year. Oh, nice. So the, the, the remote 2.0 is actually going to be a, um, three channel system, A, B, and P. Um, this kind of speaks to that, you know, Spencer, when you're up maybe in Canada hunting or for, for us and, you know, hunting in Michigan or guys in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois that are hunting both ducks and geese. Um, you, you essentially can have, uh, maybe you have a water set up or whatever, and you got your spinners going, hoping to kill some ducks over the water. You got some honkers maybe on a pasture pond, but that spinner's running, them honkers are coming in. Um, you know, you can, you can, you know, shut shut the spinners off, but you know, maybe you want to keep your duck butts going or goose agitators that we're coming out with this year and keep those going and pumping. You can have them, have them set up on a different channel. But again, we also didn't want to isolate the current customers that have invested in our current HD remote kit. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the P channel comes involved is, is that the P channel will always operate those old HD remote receivers. I got you. So it will still comply with those. Um, and, and then you can just program whatever you want to A and B channels with the new HD receiver. So you have your, you can operate it by channel or you can stop it across all channels. You can just shut it all off. Um, and then you can function the timer mode on there too. So it's a really, really sleek remote and pretty and detail for, oriented. For, for help programming your entire spread, do people text you directly? Right. The, the oh my goodness. Yeah. It's four I'm, in the morning, Ricky, I can't get my remote to work. Did you look at YouTube? Did you look at YouTube? No, Ricky, I didn't. Are there batteries in it? Yeah. Yes. Are there batteries in it? Is the light coming on? Yes. No, the light's not coming on. Did you turn the switch on the remote on? Oh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and so that, that lucky HD floater, that's going to be in the mallard. And you said divers too, so bluebills, right? Yep, it's going to be in a blue bill as well. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. So I'm going to admit, um, I'm definitely guilty of texting Ricky. Like, it was been, it's been a minute ago, but I programmed <laughs> everything like the night before I left for Canada. And true. And I, it was like nothing worked. And I watched the YouTube and I read the instructions like, Ricky, what the heck am I doing wrong? <laughs> Like you, you know, that's, that's funny. You said, you said you read the instructions, which I, I think that that's just a bold faced lie. 
but because um, because most males, I mean, we just Scan we're just programmed that we're not gonna we're not gonna I, ask for directions and we're not going to. Well, the to only read, reason uh, I, I I will accept that criticism. I would not normally read the instructions, but I know what a smart ass you are, and I knew that if I texted you without at least scanning the question number one. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to get just a how, how, yeah, did you read the instructions? It's always my first reply, and everyone's like, man, I'm sure he's just such a, you know, jerk or whatever about it for, for better, nicer no, words. I, was, but. I just overthought it. I just, like, I was holding the button too long. I don't remember exactly what I did wrong, but it it just magically started working after that, so. Yeah, magic. <laughs> that, that always helps. Magic always helps for sure, but. No, yeah. it's a, hopefully it's a, it'll be a lot easier system because on the receiver, there's going to be an actual ABP switch. So mm-hmm. for guys like you that want to call me at four in the morning, now this time I'll just say, Hey, is the A channel switched to A on the remote? And is the A channel switched to the receiver? See what I mean? Gotcha. Uh-huh. Dummy proof. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dummy proof. Yeah. Spence proof. But Spence proof. Spencer proof. Yeah. yeah, next year there'll be an S mode on there for Spence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he oh yeah, there'll be one, yeah. And then he'll be up in Canada trying to kill honkers and run goose flappers or something like that. Ricky, I'm up here hunting hunt honkers and I always get a laugh at that because he's just a duck hunter. So that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, every now and then one gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and again, yeah, or the uh, forty or fifty of shooting that that early season hunt down there. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That, mm-hmm. Those make the flappers look real good. I can promise. I'm still you that. waiting I... for my phone call about that one down there because you grease <laughs> you grease the hell out of them down there. Right now, huh? Man, you can come down anytime you want to, but it is. I will say it is one of those things that just materializes kind of the afternoon before, it, just because it's home, you know. And so you you end up hearing about something an hour before dark and go look at it. You're like, huh? Yeah, we can do that. And then you end up kind of or just pull a rabbit. Lindy, out of that or, Lindy was driving down the road <laughs> yeah. and said, Hey, I saw him flying this way. I and saw then, him flying over the church. And you know, it, it rarely is something that we can plan in advance. So if you want to come down, just come down and we'll figure it out. But you know, yeah. and I, it's me more of just blowing you, blowing you crap. Everybody <laughs> wants to be a part of those epic constant. You know, we had a, we had the grind crew up here, um, in September, uh, for, for the opener. And it's just, it, you always send that warning sign because people think, man, five bird limit, we're going to smash them. You know, well, it's, you know, going to be 80 degrees by yep. nine thirty in the morning. Um, and the birds are the resident honkers. So they're mm-hmm. smarter than what people give mm-hmm. them credit for. They've seen it all. They've heard it all. They know it all. Um, and so, they know everybody that's supposed to be in that field by name and what yeah, the breath smells yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're, this is where we ate at last night. It's where we've been for the last two weeks. And then all of a sudden you go in there and you change it and everybody starts, uh, you know, blowing party flutes at them and all this other <laughs> stuff. And it's just, yeah, hey. things get wound up in a heartbeat. And it's just, I, you know, I always tell everybody, I think that the, they're the, the hardest bird to kill is a, is a, a resident local. bird or a mm-hmm. local duck that's been around forever, you know. Yeah, um, if they let you sit in the bunker a hole number six, you might be able to. <laughs> but I, you yeah. make a good point because if you hunt them like you do all the rest of the geese, like are are migrating birds, you're not gonna kill them. I mean, that's the mm. only way that we kill them in September is just hide really good and put out you know six decoys or, or two dozen, you know, like not a big spread and just basically let them do yeah. their thing. And none of us are very good honker callers in the first place, so. 
just a little bit of, you know, <laughs> I think less is more. It, it really us. is. I mean, it's, it's, it really is a, a less is more strategy with them. I mean, it's people sometimes want to go in on these early, early birds and, and just start throwing, you know, six, eight, 12 dozen decoys at them and, you know, really getting into it and, and pulling all the tactics and the flagging and all this stuff when really you just, you know, go in there with two to four dozen decoys and, and really focus on your hide. That's the biggest thing mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, they're, they're um, you know, cut wheat field or for us, you know, sometimes these potatoes come off and then they, they Bermuda, sew in some rye or whatever. And then Bermuda, they're digging. I mean, that's Bermuda a dirt grass field. Backyards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or grass backyards or yeah. The golf, the golf. I'm convinced. I mean, if we're going to try to kill them on the golf course this year, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking a blind or anything out there. I'm going in full on golf gear and, and, That's what and I'm saying. Just drive the, up in a golf cart, put the hey, sneak hey on. Hey brother, I'm taking out, I'm taking out the golf clubs. I'll put some shotguns in there. I mean, we're going to do it right. You know what I mean? We're, we're, oh, you know, we're going to be teeing off on them just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. We're used That's to great. seeing that stuff every day. Right. So That's what's exactly the difference? Right. You stand there and here they come in there. And, you know, so, just make sure you use yeah. enough club. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yes, for sure. But you got any big trips planned this fall? You know, none, none to speak to right now, just because, um, for me, quite honestly, especially with now all the folks that we have in place, we have, you know, Luke that does some of the community marketing stuff and gets out and goes hunting with folks. And, um, Brad does you know, product management and kind of gets out and, hunts around with everybody and gets input and, and Haley does some stuff too. And she goes on a couple of hunts and um, I, I want to get out. I like going out with our retailers. I like going out with our partners whenever we can, but I gotta be honest. I mean, for the growth that we've had and where we're at, I, I somewhat kind of like to sit on the sideline and really just quarterback some of the sales stuff, especially mm-hmm. with the way that uh, uh, inventory is going to flow this year with the shipments and getting containers and stuff like that. So it's just, for me, it's kind of coordinating um, well, I'd love to hunt because stuff's got to get done. I mean, we've got to get this stuff to our customers. So um, if I do anything, it's probably going to be by the seat of my pants. And, hmm. you know, maybe Spence, I'll get down with you and, yeah. and get down in the timber somewhere or, or whatnot. And, um, but, you know, I always hunt. I always hunt with try to get down with my friends down in Illinois and, and here around Michigan and, and down in Indiana. I got some buddies that I hunt with down there. So it's nice to have that community of people mm-hmm. um, to go through. But, Okay, I honestly no real big trips planned so far. Good, I was yeah, <clears throat> I was gonna ask. So I guess the the turkey side of things, mm-hmm. predator calls. Yeah, you think about like predator management and those sorts of things. Can you talk a little bit about your predator line? Sure. So that's believe it or not the fastest growing segment of our entire line is is our predator line. Um, we've got some great uh, some great predator calls out. We we have. The only predator calls on a rotational base system. Um, you know, you could speak to it from a snow goose hunter perspective. Everything, their power horns, it's directional sound, right? They sound really, really great when you're standing in, you know, downwind from it, but then you move off to left or right 100 yards and the sound kind of weakens a little bit. So uh, it's no different with a coyote and where a coyote comes in at uh, that you can rotate that call. We have what we believe is the best sounds on the market. Rick Paulette, uh, the verminator, has developed all of our all of our predator sounds. Uh, he's done a really, really good job with it. I think that um, when it comes to the value of the call, sound, uh, rotation, and, you know, the decoy and the offerings and the 
user functionality, the sounds are just as important as all of those, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what, what I've always that kind of what's get people to migrate maybe from some other good brands to us. Um, and along with great customer service, which we have, Tori does a phenomenal job, but um, just, you know, the Revolt, the Roughneck, we're coming out with Super Revolt. Uh, it's going to be the, you know, be able to play two sounds at once. Huh. Um, predator callers have been asking about that. I think that'll be good for snow goose hunters. Snow goose hunters want to be able to, um, you know, play a couple different sounds every once in a while, mix it up a little bit. Do you have, um, can, you know, can we get an audio of like a honker and a mallard going together for guys like us? I mean, I, I'm not, I'm really not into federal violations, but if you want that, you can definitely have that. <laughs> I didn't think about two sounds at one time. That's a pretty good idea. Hmm. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Um, but, you know, especially for uh, the snow goose hunters and tripping over wires in a blind and all that kind of stuff, we've, uh, um, we're going to come out with a white double. Uh, it's going to be called the white double, which is going to be a two speaker system with the, the ability to add an additional two speakers, making a four speaker system. Um, and awesome. that's going to be, have that, it's going to have that, um, pro- programmable feature in it where you can play two sounds at once and, you know, upload your sounds, but be able to, to play those files. So you'll have one maybe in the tail playing a different sound and, one around the mast playing some different sounds or whatever that you want to do. But the nice thing is it's kind of cutting the cord, right? Like every, you know, we've been doing it for a long time now, but getting away from the cords, but having long, you know, run times of eight to 10 hours, that, that's mm-hmm. what this, this call will be able to achieve. Yeah. Cool. That's fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I do hope that you'll come down and hunt with us. We've, uh, I was looking yesterday. Uh, this is the first time that I have, this sounds hilarious to say and admit this, but this will be the first time I have a private place of my own to duck hunt where wow. I control everything. I've my whole life I've hunted public and yeah. um, I've developed a, about a 180 acre project um, on part of the farm that's close to my parents' house um, just north of Memphis. And uh, I looked at it yesterday and we've got, right at 30 acres of crop, uh, all corn that's coming up and got about another eight acres of, um, like a, just a waterfowl mix that's going in the ground this week. And so you should come down and hunt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hope that, uh, you know, the weather, I mean, that's been the biggest thing for everybody down South, right? Like this, the weather last year, I remember, um, Blake, Mallory says just working his tail off to, to just try to kill some ducks and you just sit there at, mm-hmm. um, at the end of, you know, shooting light and uh, just watching these ducks pour in. Um, and you just got there. They got, they've got it figured out and, but it takes fresh ducks in order to get them mm-hmm. down those, those food sources. And, um, I definitely want to, uh, to take you up on that and, and I'd look forward to a hunt down there on your, on your new piece. It always feels good when it's something of your own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whether it's killing a deer or, Killing a right. turkey on your own piece, you know. I got, I got ten acres here and, and things like that, and I, I try to manage the little ten acres that I have here. And you know, I've got good agriculture around here, but it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot of property to be able to, to do what you that's you right know, what you think you can do. That's so, right. Well, yeah. Well, good. I, the offer stands. So uh, thank you, pal. Don't say that you haven't been invited. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Now it's going to be just dates because I know you're such a popular guy. Well, yeah, yeah we got to keep you off the DL too. You got to stay away from ladders and the whole bit. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to put in some safety railings, paint some things yellow, <laughs> things like that. If you want me around, yeah. Hey, we're not uh, trying to flare ducks. So. Yeah, maybe grab another a million bucks on uh, liability. Yeah, too. Okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, glad everything's right. going good in your world and that you're healing up and uh, love. Thank the new, you. Love the new products. We're looking forward to giving them a go this winter. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And uh, we look forward to you guys using them more and uh, giving us feedback. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. Thanks, pal. See you, man. See you. All right, bye. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Ricky's a good dude. And of all the companies that we work with, I love, I've always really, really admired and appreciated the commitment to customer service that Lucky Duck brings and uh, to the table. And I'll tell you, I've told this story a hundred times, but the the one kind of proof of that that I would give is when they first came out with the kennels. Yeah. And uh, and, and the, then they redid the doors, and they just so believed in the doors that they shipped them to everybody that had bought the first kennel, you know, and uh, without without making you yep. have to buy a new kennel or anything yep. like that, without making you pay shipping, yep. without I mean, just they just showed up at your house, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty slick, and uh, it, that's the kind of people that they are. Um, all of them from the top down, Tim down to Haley and Luke and Ricky and Brett, um, just really high quality folks. And, uh, they've, they've taken some things like, like spinners, for example, that were very mundane and boring and they've made them better. I mean, Mm -hmm. they've, um, so anyways, it's, it's cool company, great folks. And, uh, it's always good to kind of catch up and see what's new for them. So we need to get our hands on one of those predator calls this summer. I've got a couple. Well, we need to kill some coyotes. <laughs> we can try. I'm not good at that. I, there's an art to that. It's not just a matter of push and play. He's right that they're they're the best. I mean, they're definitely fast growing in that sector yeah. of, of hunting. But that's something I'm not very good at. Me neither. I'm not. I don't do good thing. Do well when things can smell you. Because <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy who's gonna like keep the th- keep the locker closed in the mm-hmm. back of the truck and yeah. Nah. Yeah. It's not that detailed. Yeah, there's a few people around that are, and we, we should – it'd be fun. We could link up with them and, and probably learn Shoot a few things. But, um, you're Sa- welcome to borrow my caller anytime that you'd like to. Hey, but save the pulse, baby. Chances that I'll <laughs> participate in a 95-degree coyote hunt. It's pretty <laughs> unlikely, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Well, anything else? I don't think so. All right. Good episode. Yes, Thanks, sir. Ricky. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Go buy a dog kennel and a spinner. Absolutely. (laughs) See you on the next one.